Chapter 22. Artist Loft. Who knew you could find all the paint colors an artist would ever want at Home Depot? If Gary was putting everything of mine into the fire, then why should I be painting with the good stuff? I went all out with the one-gallon jugs of Rust-Oleum oil-based enamel paint. They had all the primary colors. Hunter Green, Safety Red, Safety Yellow, plus Flat Black and White. I also picked up a gallon of Rusty Metal Primer, which is sort of a brown color, and my favorite, Handicap Blue, which is kind of a sky blue. Who knew Handicap Parking Spaces had their own assigned color? I could have asked the person behind the counter to mix me any shade of latex paint, but why complicate things? I got a nice assortment of cheapo brushes, ranging from half an inch to three inches. No cleanup, I just throw them out after I created another masterpiece. I also picked up a 10 foot by 20 foot canvas drop cloth and a stable gun. Typically a drop cloth is used to keep paint off of furniture when painting your living room. I figured I could cut it up, staple the pieces to a frame and use them as canvases. It took two trips to my car to get all that stuff up to my loft. I remembered what Gary said about minimums in the contract. My artwork had to be roughly two square feet in size and covered with about 80% paint. No problem. He never mentioned anything about time, though. How long should I be taking to make something he considered to be of sufficient quality? No idea. I was sure I'd be inspired enough to do this stuff as fast as possible. I finished my first painting today in exactly 15 minutes. I covered my second canvas with some glidden flat white as a form of gesso when James walked in. Hey, how's that Eastman contract working out? Nah, I couldn't tell him. If I told James that two Brazilian guys hired by Gary were throwing everything I did into an incinerator, he would ride my ass about the evils of corporate America and would go off in an incessant loop of I told you so's forever. If I also told him that I was only submitting artwork for the money, he'd think I was the biggest sellout in history. If Gary still wanted to pay me for whatever I came up with, I would make him regret forever having me sign that contract. The plan was to buy a new Jeep Wrangler that I'd been fantasizing about. I figured it should take me about six more paintings. I told James, hey, it's going great. He looked around the floor and saw all the gallon cans of enamel paint. Are you going to turn your car into a hippie mobile? I said, I'm going in a completely different direction, James. I've decided to really embrace abstract art. He gave me a sour look, like I just farted. He said slowly, I thought that you said you hated abstract art. No, no. I just didn't appreciate the nuances of it, I said. I think Gary is going to like what I'm coming up with. Puzzled, James looked at the paint cans around his feet. How are you supposed to work with this stuff? Oh, it's great. It dries real fast. I picked up my first painting, a mostly yellow streak canvas with some red smudges along the edges. I call this one Rothko Simplified. Mark Rothko was an abstract painter known for doing two or three squares of color on a canvas. That was it. I had him beat. I would only go with one. James looked at me in silence. I could tell what he was thinking. This is a joke. It was a joke, but I couldn't tell him. Confused, he seemed to be waiting for me to reveal the punchline, then looked back down at my canvas. How do you know if it's upside down? I leaned the canvas against the wall. I said, I'm just about to do another one. Watch this. I slid a bunch of paint cans away and cleared a space on the floor. 
I took a blank canvas and set it on the ground and said, Remember how Jackson Pollock flicked all that paint onto his canvases? Yeah. I took a screwdriver and opened a half-pint-sized can of Rust-Oleum aluminum color that I had bought just for this. I held it above the middle of the canvas. Watch this, I said as I poured the entire contents of the can into the middle of the canvas, as if I were pouring frosting over the top of a cake. The pool of paint slowly creeped out, forming an expanding circle. With the remaining dribble from the can, I did a little flourish of splatter droplets near the edge of the canvas. I'll call this one Pollock's Puddle, I said to James. I admired my work as the spreading paint came to a halt after covering most of the canvas. That's really stupid. Look, I know, I said. I threw the empty can of paint into a trash bag. He said he wasn't happy with my work. I'm kind of frustrated at the moment. I sat down on my stool. He's obligated to pay me, so I kind of think that this is a way of getting back at the man. So that's it? You're done creating masterpieces for the day? No, of course not. I'm going to start a new painting, one of my own. You're not going to sell it to Gary? Why should I? I can paint whatever I want during my free time. Okay, I'll let you get back to work. He walked to the doorway. Let me know if you want to get some coffee later. Sure thing, I said to him as he left. I closed all the gallon cans of paint and chucked the three paintbrushes I'd used in the garbage bag. I broke open my box of oil paint tubes and set it on my lap. I thought I'd call this one Renoir at the Louvre. Near the end of his life, Renoir visited the famous French gallery and saw his paintings being hung there. I wanted to show him walking down the halls towards his own exhibit. A slapping bass line came from down the hallway. It was my buddy Lance, the naked bass player. I put down my box of paints and moved towards the sound. I found him sitting on his amp, slapping and popping at the strings while the drummer was adjusting his cymbal stands. Hey, it's the Rembrandt guy. I noticed you're wearing pants today. That's cool. He looked up from the fretboard and went, Huh? He thought for a moment, slack-jawed, then remembered the last time we met. He smiled as he began noodling on his instrument. Oh, yeah. Listen, I said. Do you guys know where the DLC headquarters is? Yeah, out by 495. Do you want to make 50 bucks every week? Lance thought for a moment with his mouth open. You want me to break into their offices? To punctuate his remark, he strummed a thick chord on his bass as if he were doing a sinister hit from a film score. Cool. No, I need someone to do a delivery, I said. The drummer stood up from behind his kit and said, You sell weed to Gary Eastman? I couldn't tell if the drummer was joking or if he was serious. Good thing I wasn't hiring these guys to pull off a crime. I told them, I actually sell paintings to Gary Eastman. I just want someone to take my two paintings down to the loading dock. I couldn't bear to go down there ever again, knowing that it was the place where everything went into the fire. I figured it was worth my sanity to just pay someone to deal with it. I continued, On every Friday, I'll try to have two paintings ready for delivery. Lance made a twanging sound on his bass. Sounds easy enough. You just gotta give two paintings to Mookie. They both looked at each other and said in unison, What's a Mookie? Oh, you guys will love them.